good on, on Friday. Looks great, John. Go team. This is James, and you're listening to The Morning Show on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello, and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM at chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Dave Gordon-Koch. It's Monday, May 1st. In many countries, this day is celebrated annually as May Day or International Workers' Day. Coming up on today's Tantramar Report... Workers in general, even in the private sector, I mean, I talked to a lot of <clears throat> a lot of reps and they were doing negotiations in the private sector and they're saying they're bringing back collective agreements that, you know, thinking they're going to tentative agreements that they think are going to be ratified and members are rejecting them. Tens of thousands of federal public sector workers with the Public Service Alliance of Canada or PSAC have been on strike for almost two weeks. Picketing has been happening in locations including here in Tanchmar and also in locations such as downtown Moncton and across the border in Amherst, Nova Scotia. The union is now back at the negotiating table after a stalemate with the Treasury Board of Canada. For more on the federal public workers' strike and the current state of the labour movement, we'll hear from Daniel Legere, President of the Brunswick Federation of Labour. First, some news and information briefs. The winners of the 2023 NB writing competition include two Sackville residents. The Writers' Federation of New Brunswick announced the winners of its annual uh, competition on Friday. The first place winner of the Narrative Nonfiction Prize was Sean Cunningham of Sackville, New Brunswick for The Werewolf. And first place in the Douglas Kyle Memorial Prize for Short Fiction went to Chan Keen Lemery, also Sackville, for The Yellow Door. The group said in a statement there were a record number of submissions this year in almost every category, creating more difficult choices for the peer judges who are chosen from outside of the province. They consistently report reported that the submissions displayed a diverse spectrum of high-quality writing talent in the province. The winners will be celebrated at a literary soiree on June 2nd at the St. John Central Library as part of WFNB's annual Word Spring Writing Festival. A petition is circulating on change.org that says Mount Allison should not give an honorary degree to Deborah Lyons, Canada's former ambassador to Israel and Afghanistan. There are four people receiving the honorary degrees from Mount Allison this year, including Lyons, a high-ranking career diplomat. Originally from Miramichi, she held a number of senior diplomatic roles, including ambassador to Israel from 2016 until 2021. The petition states that Lyons whitewashed human rights violations against Palestinians that occurred during her time in Israel. Before that, she was Canada's ambassador to Afghanistan for three years. And most recently, she served as head of the UN assistance mission in Afghanistan and was the UN Secretary General's special representative in that country. She was there just as the US ended its 20-year war. The petition also criticizes her in part for cooperating with the Taliban. The petition was launched by Lara Katab, a professor in the Department of Politics and International Relations at Maude. By Sunday afternoon, it had gathered over 510 signatures, surpassing its goal of 500. 
Honorary degrees are granted by Mount Allison at convocation ceremonies, which are scheduled for May 15th. And in other news from Mount Allison, effective today, May 1st, and for the duration of the spring and summer term, masks will only be required in indoor academic spaces, classrooms, labs, and studios. In these spaces, students and instructors who are presenting may continue to do so without masks. Masks will no longer be required when entering and generally moving about inside buildings on campus, the statement says. It continues, for those on campus and attending Convocation Weekend, masks will be required in Convocation Hall during the formal graduation ceremonies on Monday, May 15th. For all other Convocation and Reunion events, masks will not be required. And now for today's main story. Members of the Public Service Alliance of Canada, or PSAC, have been on strike since Wednesday, April 19th. Picketing has been happening in locations including right here in Tantramar, outside the Dorchester Prison by Highway 106. On Friday, the union returned to the table after a stalemate with the Treasury Board of Canada and said that no interviews would be granted during negotiations. The PSAC stated that it had received a new offer from the employer and hoped to continue bargaining during the weekend. Meanwhile, on Friday, a shocking incident at a picket line in Oromocto. A video published on social media showed an NB power truck blowing its horn and advancing on a group of picketing workers as they crossed the street. The truck actually strikes or grazes one of the people crossing the street as it plows forward. Moments later, the truck comes to a stop as a man with a PSAC flag stands in the way. The truck then accelerates, pushing him along as he runs ahead of the heavy-duty truck before getting out of the way moments later. NB Power stated that it was not an employee or union member who was driving the truck, but actually a trainer under contract. The Canadian press later reported that the Crown Corporation had cut its ties with the instructor who was with two students in a lineman training program at the time. There have also been pickets in locations such as downtown Moncton and across the border in Amherst, Nova Scotia. The PSAC is what's known as an umbrella union, bringing together a number of smaller component unions. Those components are largely organized according to different departments of the Federal Public Service. Examples include the Union of Safety and Justice Employees, or USJE, which has more than 16,000 members across the country, including people working for Correctional Services Canada in Dorchester. Altogether, the PSAC has about 230,000 members across the country, and about 155,000 are involved in the strike. Of that number, there are actually two separate disputes, one involving the Union of Taxation Employees, with more than 35,000 striking employees at the Canada Revenue Agency. The other is a mixed group of federal civil servants. There is a strong current of anti-union sentiment, particularly vocal in their opposition to public sector unions, perhaps most of all in unpopular areas of government, such as the Canada Revenue Agency. On social media forums, the demands of those federal employees are often dismissed as the complaints of already privileged bureaucrats. But labor advocates point out that expired collective agreements between the PSAC and the feds include positions for as little as $28,000 a year. And Chris Aylward, president of PSAC, has said the majority of union members earn between $40,000 and $65,000 annually. David McDonald, a senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, writes that the factors underlying this strike are important to understand because other sectors are likely to follow suit. Overall wage gains in Canada have been eclipsed by inflation for a solid two-year period starting in 2021. He writes it has only started to reverse course in the past couple of months. He writes that no other industry, none, has seen average inflation adjusted wages push back as far as 
federal public sector workers. Well, for more on this story, CHMA spoke to Danny Legere, president of the NB Federation of Labour. I started by getting his reaction to the vehicle ramming incident at the picket line in Oromocto. Oh, when I when I seen it for the first time, it's 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 uh, it's appalling and uh, you know really disturbing to see. I mean, it's, someone could have really been injured in that incident. The really ironic part: it was on April twenty eighth, the day of mourning, when we take the day to reflect on injured workers and in safe workplaces. There should be a, a thorough police investigation uh, first of all, and my understanding is MB Power has now severed their relationship with this uh, driver instructor. I mean, he's obvious, and he had two trainees in the t- truck with him. So, uh, you know, what kind of what kind of trainer is he? PSAC has been doing what the union describes as an escalation of tactics, including uh, temporary disruption of traffic, for example, on a bridge between uh, Ottawa and Gatineau. What's the uh, significance of this kind of action, in your view? They started off by being pretty nice and cordial, and uh, and as it drags on, uh, you know, the patience level, uh, as in any strike, uh, starts to wear down, and then they want to uh, they want to put an end to this. And uh, uh, as in most labor disputes, uh, you get a little more you you opt the ante. And it seems like most of this conflict comes down to wages. Uh, the union has been seeking 13.5% over three years, uh, so 45 per year, while the government has offered 9% or 3% per year. We've seen, of course, very high inflation in recent months, but it was down to 43 in March compared to 5.2 the previous month. The Bank of Canada is saying they hope it's down to a target of 2% by the end of next year. Uh, obviously, these kinds of figures have real implications for people's standard of living. So just what's your view on the current economic conditions and how negotiations are going overall? Well, uh, uh, you know, for decades, especially in the public sector, uh, workers have seen their, their buying power reduced because they've been taken... Uh, wage increases that are below the cost of living. So whenever that happens, it's like a roll a rollback as far as your ability to to maintain your standard of living. Um, these workers have clearly drawn a line in the sand and said uh, we're looking for real wage increases. I, I see the comments on social media that and, and there there's a mindset in our society that uh, if someone has more benefits or a higher wage than you do. Uh, they shouldn't have it. But I think, uh, you know, when you talk benefits, uh, a pension plan, everybody should have a pension plan. So rather than than saying, you know, you got more than me, uh, you, sh- you should come down to my level. That's 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 not the, the attitude folks should have. It circles back to what I said earlier. When you take wage increases that aren't, don't keep up with, uh, with the cost of living, which has been happening for decades, we've seen that was the argument uh, with the, uh, the CUPE strike. Uh, you see wages e- erode. It's a, less than cost of living is a, is a wage rollback as far as uh, keeping up with the cost of living and your buying power. What about the question of working from home? My understanding is there is a blanket policy on telework issued by the Treasury Board in December requiring employees to return to the office two to three days per week. And my understanding is that's one of the sticking points in this round of bargaining. Uh, you know, uh, workers clearly demonstrated that uh, they can still fulfill their obligation to the employer working rem- remotely. Uh, you know, not just the, the Public Service Alliance of Canada, but workers in general have been saying 
the, 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 there's been a mindset shift uh, as we come out of the pandemic. But but workers in general, even in the private sector, I mean, I talked to a lot of <clears throat> a lot of reps and they'll do negotiations in the private sector and they're saying they're bringing back collective agreements that you know, thinking they're going to tentative agreements that they think are going to be ratified and their members are rejecting them. There there there's there's a shift in in you know workers are, are tired of putting up with shit. That was Danny Legere, president of the NB Federation of Labor. And that's it for Tinch Tomorrow Report for this Monday, May 1st. Wishing all our listeners a very happy May Day. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the local journalism initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at newschmafm.com. I'm Dave Gordon Koch. Thanks for listening. Jimmy, 106 by 9 FM on the unceded territory of the Mi'kmaq people. Nominations are now being accepted for the Sackville Arts Wall. Biannually, the Sackville Arts Wall honors the achievements of Tantramar artists who have attained prominence in the literary arts, performing arts, visual arts, and arts builders. It also recognizes a citizen or group who has been instrumental in the cultural and artistic development within the community. Further information and nomination forms can be found on the Artswell page at sackville.com slash artswell or by calling 506-364-4930. Please submit forms by May 12th. Are you sociable? Do you love to meet new seniors? Do you have a volunteering heart? If you do, then Nursing Homes Without Walls in the Port Elgin region would love to add you to their list of volunteers in their caregiver support program and buddy program. On a set day and time each week, the volunteer will go to the seniors' home to keep them company while the primary caregiver gets out of the house for some personal time. If you can spare three hours a week to participate in this program, Please give Nursing Homes Without Walls a call today at 506-538-1904. That's 506-538-1904. Konnichiwa, Wilson Teppei desu. Okiki no radio wa New Brunswick Sackville, CHMA 106.9 FM. Hey, this is Rene, and you're listening to The Morning Show on CHMA 106.9 FM.
making plans Cause I can't follow through There's too much going on And all that I want is to just hang with you It's a beautiful day And I'm letting it slide Doing things that I love But that's in your mind
win big each week. For just a toonie, the Rotary Club of Sackville offers you a chance to participate in the gold mine. This is a weekly lottery where the winner gets 50% of the proceeds and the other 50% goes toward gold mine expenses and the funding of community and international projects. You can pick up the gold mine registration forms at a variety of participating retailers. For a list of locations or for more information, visit the Rotary Club's website at sackvillerotary.ca. Hey there, this is Chloe and you're listening to CHMA. If you like ambient and new age music, check out my co-host and my show, Dandelion. Thursday nights at 9. See you then. Nothing on a female's call, I'm a hunter. 
Wait for it, you'll come around like I've prayed for it. Wearing your 